This is the Seafair Investor Podcast, bringing you the tides of investing and personal finance from to millennial seafarers and alike. I'm your host, Soshin, a full-time seafarer, value investor, and a personal finance enthusiast. Welcome to episode 4, and for the first episode for 2022, I will be talking about budgeting tips as a seafarer. And even if you're not one, I hope you will get a tip or two from this episode. Let's go! Right away, I will say that the tips won't really be applicable for everyone. No one shoe size fits all, they say. But still, I hope you will get something from this. Now, being a seafarer has to be one of the professions that is the easiest to budget money. As I said in the first episode, one of the big investing advantages of seafarers is that we don't pay income tax, rent, food, and utilities in general while on contract, which makes us have an almost a 100% return in every paycheck. And because of this, we can budget more easily, especially if you're single and you don't have a family yet to support. But even then, it will only be a monthly fix allotment, as they call. Of course, I cannot say for every seafarer as my experience is different. I am lucky to be currently not supporting any of my family members and such that I can save more and budget more freely. So the method that I will use mostly apply to those that are single and not yet supporting anyone else. Or maybe perhaps uh, supporting in the sidelines, you know, uh, giving extras to help the family. Before we go to the budgeting tips, let's dip really quick as to what is budgeting. Although the word budgeting is not really unknown, but it won't hurt to revisit its meaning and importance. Well, the general definition of budgeting is making a system to manage your money. I know not everyone really likes budgeting their money because it could feel restraining and stressful, (laughs) especially if you're tight with money. But believe me, budgeting really helps. I know I am not the only one for who wonders where the heck my money went at the end of the week. (laughs) The scary part of checking your wallet and you find nothing. (laughs) Now, budgeting is the solution for this. I won't really go all the details as to how you should budget your money because, as I said before, no one shoe size fits all. That's why I'm going with sharing tips that I learned myself while budgeting as a seafarer. So budget tip number one for seafarers is budget ahead of time. 
not only will this give you some kind of discipline in spending, but also will give you an objective or goal in the short term for your money. What I usually do these days is a few days before my embarkation on board, we're on quarantine. So I have more than enough time to think on things. And this is usually the time I write down my budgeting plans for the money I will get for my contract. I have a notebook for all my personal finance and I write it down in there. I know it's kind of old-fashioned, but writing it down for works for me. <laughs> now, the budget that I usually make ahead of time is rough and not finalized. Because it can change a week before I go home. The reason being is that, of course, you should not really count your eggs before hatching. Meaning, when I do this, I am projecting that I will have this money at the end of the contract. So I remain conservative in putting my budget ahead of time. But the purpose remains the same. It is for me to have a roadmap already for my short-term goals. Now, going with budget tip number two, which is pay yourself first. (laughs) I know it's another kind of not the usual tip, but this is what I do. I always pay myself first when I do budgeting. As seafarers, we usually receive our money in bulk at the end of our contract. So it is kind of easier to do this. But essentially what paying yourself means is that you invest and save first before you spend anything else. It's like uh, it's for your future self to thank you for what you are doing now. I know it's easier said than done, especially if you're supporting a family or paying your debt. But really, it does not mean that you must put 50% of your income to investing. Any amount will do. The important thing is you started. It will ultimately become a habit and will make you cross your fingers, wealthy in the end. (laughs) So again, what I essentially do myself is I put a target, a target allocation for savings and investing before I go to having a budget for my expenses when I go home. And then if the amount for savings is too big, and my budget for expenses is short, I just balance the amount between the two. Really, it's up to you. I mean, it's kind of personal and really subjective. Going forward with budget tip number three, which is don't lie to yourself. (laughs) I know it's kind of a surprise having this tip, but Hear me out. 
I know it's kind of exciting, well, for me to put labels to where your money will be spent, but be true to yourself. What I mean is, if you don't think you can stick to an amount for a budget, like let's say you set aside a drinking budget of 2,000 pesos a week, but you know for yourself that you will always overshoot. (laughs) So be true to yourself on the lengths of your discipline to handle money. Because if you don't, you'll never manage to budget. And the whole system of budgeting will just collapse. And afterwards, you really won't reach those financial goals you really wanted to achieve. I will be honest. (laughs) Uh, When I started budgeting, I always overshoot everything, (laughs) especially on spending on leisure. However, budgeting is like a muscle. You train it until it becomes a natural thing for you to do. So at that time, I just observed my spending, kind of. (laughs) And I think it was for two months that I was just spending without any budget. But I kept a record of my spending. And then that's where I base how I should do my budgeting. And then I made one, but I still overspend. (laughs) Makes you kind of question why you made a budget, but still not follow it. As I said, budgeting is like training a muscle. And I lied to myself that time about the amount of my budget, but as time went by, I just stick religiously to my budget until the overspending becomes less and less to the point that I am actually following my weekly budget. (laughs) Yay! So, to summarize the tip number three, don't lie to yourself, but... If you are, it's kinda okay as long as you don't keep the lie for too long and really discipline yourself towards following your budget. And now for the last tip, which is don't be too specific. (laughs) What I mean is that don't micromanage your budget too much. Like, Tracking to the last very pesos, (laughs) it will surely make you go crazy because no one can really track everything for so long. Trust me, I I tried it the first time, but I can only sustain it for, I think, for two months. (laughs) And also, I think this is one of the reasons why people can sustain budgeting because they think that you should account for everything. I mean, yes, other people maybe can do it, but most don't, and it discourages them from budgeting. What I suggest is doing it like how I am doing. Simply, I stop tracking all my spending and Instead, I focused on the amount 
I am dedicating to each budget. I know, I know, this is quite, maybe contrarian, but let me explain it more. Let's say I have a weekly budget of 5,000 pesos. I set a day when that weekly budget starts, like it starts on Sunday and ends on next Saturday. I limit my spending on that week to not exceed 5,000 pesos. And I do it by having it in cash. The goal here is to discipline myself to only spend what I really have at the moment and not use my debit cards or credit cards. This makes me conscious on my spending every day. And at the end of the week, I review my spending and roll over any remaining amount, if there's any, to next week's budget. Now you're gonna ask, how about your online spending? What if you need to pay through online channels like Gcash here in the Philippines? Well, what I do is I sometimes leave some amount dedicated for online spending. Like, I only withdraw 3,000 pesos in cash and leave the 2,000 pesos in my online wallet. However, I just want to remind that this method works for me, as it's less stress in monitoring every spending and this might not work for you, especially if you have a fixed expense every week. But this method is one way to reduce the stress of following every pesos you spend. Now, before I end the podcast, I want to say that budgeting is hard. (laughs) It should be easy to follow a plan, but the problem is we're just humans. And usually the problem isn't with money, but with yourself. We all have bad habits regarding our personal finance. It can be that you have expensive vices. Or maybe it's deeper in the way you see money itself. However, I see budgeting as a tool for me to overcome my own biases with money. I can say that it taught me a lot about myself also as I didn't know that I can have the discipline to handle my own money. So, yes, um, thanks for listening to this podcast and if you like this episode and is listening in Spotify, please leave a review and maybe a 5-star rating also. You can also reach me out through my email which is soshininvestor at gmail.com. I will provide the email in the description. And soon enough, I will be working on my Facebook page which is more accessible. Next episode, I will be talking about insurance. Yay! We're almost there to be talking about investing in self. And also, in the near future, the podcast will have some interesting guests that I will be doing an interview. And I'm excited for it. So, stay tuned for that. See you! See you!